Welcome back to the Wool Gatherer Podcast. How y'all doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you want to know why? Do you? Well, listeners, I just finished my first semester of grad school today. It's kind of crazy. It, it definitely feels like it's been uh, my entire full semester. <laughs> Four semesters. Uh, this has been the longest semester of school in my entire life. Uh, it was very difficult, and there was a lot, a lot, a lot of work. Um, so I had several essays and a presentation all on this last home stretch. Um, but I submitted my last paper today, wrote my last reflection, and I am done. So... That's one semester down, three to go. <laughs> Hopefully they don't all feel as long as this one did. Anyway, welcome back. Happy you're here. Uh, it is December 16th, so you know what that means. That's right, it's the anniversary of Rogue One, a Star Wars story release in 2016. Yup. I know you are all thinking that as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, fun fact it is. Uh, this has been a week full of anniversaries for Star Wars. Um, uh, I know Force Awakens was, I think, on Tuesday. It has been, oh god, five years. Uh, and then I know Rise of Skywalker's one-year anniversary is this coming Saturday, the 19th. Um, fun fact, that is the only Star Wars movie I have seen on premiere day. And I left the theater feeling, <laughs> to quote John Mulaney, feeling different. Um, that's a good movie. Love that movie. One of my favorites, actually. That'll probably give me some hate, but you know what? It's my opinion. I'm allowed to say whatever I want on my podcast as long as it's mildly appropriate. Appropriate. Sorry, I got really distracted by my phone because I don't know. There's nothing else to get distracted by. I apologize for all the background noise. I'm sure you are still hearing my uh, dehumidifier. That should be normal for you all by now. This is what episode seven. So, um. Welcome to my new listeners. I know uh, some of you uh, on the West Coast, welcome. Uh, happy to have you here. No idea how you found this podcast, but hey, I'm so happy you did. Getting this name out there, you know. Um, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, dear listeners... Uh, I did a poll, excuse me, I'm going to move this mic. Oh, it's so loud. Obnoxious. Okay, here we go. Much better. I did a poll on the Instagram page for The Wool Gatherer, which, by the way, if you're not following, please go give it a follow. Um, I post very sporadically there, um, and I would love to, uh, get to know more of you on uh, another platform. Um, 
anywho, I posted an Instagram story with one of the uh, response, like, you ask a question and get a response from your audience. Um, so, I asked what kind of Star Wars questions or you had or things you want me to talk about. Because I am a self-proclaimed um, Star Wars guru. I taught myself everything I know. Um, which is, honestly, it's very true. Um, I come from a family of Star Trek fans, and it kills me. Um, so, I had to introduce myself to Star Wars, and uh, it accidentally became an obsession of mine. So, here we are. <laughs> Uh, but I asked you what you guys wanted to wanted me to talk about, and I got some good. I got a couple good responses, um, and I was going to record uh, this podcast several days ago, but then Disney decided to have their investor meeting and announce ten new Star Wars projects. So I will be uh, talking about that too. Um, for those of you who have not seen all of Star Wars, uh, and don't want things to be spoiled, uh, I invite you to go consume every single piece of Star Wars media out there, and then come back and listen to this. Um, for those of you who don't really care and just want to hear me talk, welcome. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to get started. I'll save the really spoilery stuff to the end, um, because once I'm done talking about the new slate of shows, I'm going to talk about the direction I think um, they should take the Star Wars series uh, following Rise of Skywalker. So let's get to it. So the non-spoilery stuff. So uh, the most, um, well, maybe I should start with the least requested. Actually, TBH, I only really got two topics for discussion from you guys. I, I, several people commented, so thank you for your participation, but no thank you for your lack of originality. All of my responses were about Jar Jar Binks and Baby Yoda. <laughs> so, I'm going to start with Jar Jar Binks, because why wouldn't I? Um... First of all, if you don't know who Jar Jar Binks is, I really do invite you to go uh, look him up. He's <laughs> he's a, a, a species in Star Wars called Gungans. Um, he is probably close to seven feet tall. And he looks like a duck, a frog, and Bigfoot. Like, something went wrong between the three of them. <laughs> and then Jar Jar Binks happened. <laughs> That's the worst character description I've ever given. I mean, it's really true, though. Anyhow, so that's Jar Jar Binks. He is universally pretty much... He was hated for so long by the fandom. And has now found a comfortable spot as... Um, the resident joke of Star Wars. Which, you know what? I love a good joke, so... 
Actually, I, <laughs> I, I, several years ago, I bought a Jar Jar Binks mask um, from Amazon, and I still have it, and it's, it's really, really something, let me tell you. Um, so anyway, anyhow, that's, that's who Jar Jar Binks is, if you don't know. Um, but specifically, these two responses I got requesting uh, me to talk about Jar Jar um, were not just asking me to talk about like his role in the movies or in uh, character lore or whatever. They want me to talk about a very specific side of Jar Jar Binks that many of you might not know. And that's the Darth Jar Jar theory. Where Jar Jar Binks is the Sith Lord that causes the fall of the Republic. And to be honest, it's... Oh, silence when the humidifier ends. Um, <laughs> it's not the worst theory in the world. Here's why. Let me explain. We know that the Jedi and the Sith have these um, powers to use the Force to... Um, kind of amplify their movement, um, gives them an edge in battle, things like that. So I'm thinking specifically in this case of, um, in the prequels, how the Jedi do like the double jump, where they'll use the Force to jump really high. And you see a little bit of that in the sequels as well, not so much in the original trilogy, because, you know, they didn't have the money or special effects needed. Anywho... So that was a common trait of Jedi and Sith. And when we're first introduced to Jar Jar Binks, one of the first thing he does is do a, like, a huge, like, double jump into a lake. Like, he spins around maybe, like, four times midair. Like, gets probably 15 feet off the ground and then dives into the lake. So that's our first red flag about Jar Jar Binks. Um, this can all be explained. He's a Gungan, and maybe Gungans jump better than some humans. I don't know. It is a little sus, though. Not gonna lie. Um, I, I, I think I read somewhere, too, that Jar Jar was intended by George Lucas to be a villain in the series. However, I think after all the hate that Jar Jar Binks got following uh, The Phantom Menace, they kind of just decided to not. <laughs> and I don't blame them. However, I do think that George Lucas kept some of those story elements. It just didn't tell us. You know? Like, he kind of had to let us figure it out for ourselves. In a way, it kind of is... Jar Jar's fault that the Empire became a thing. His and Padme's for sure. Because Padme was the one who was like, I'm gonna run off and fall in love with uh, Anakin now who is significantly younger than me. Bye! <laughs> and she just like kind of ditches her job as the senator and leaves of Literally, of all people, she could leave 
to take over her position. She leaves Jar Jar Binks as the acting senator from the planet Naboo. And in normal times, in normal circumstances, you know, if nothing were happening, you know, you would have just had to sit there and maybe be like, yeah, I'm here. If role is called, I don't know how government works. <laughs> but what did Jar Jar do the moment he had power? He granted special powers to the Supreme Chancellor. Which allowed the Supreme Chancellor, a.k.a. Palpatine, a.k.a. the future Emperor, to buy a big army and then start an army. Er, not start an army. Oh, I'm exhausted, everyone. Start a war and play both sides of the chessboard. And eventually, order the execution of all the Jedi and then declare himself emperor. Like, if no one had done that, if Jar Jar had not done that, I mean, yeah, Jar Jar started the Star Wars. <laughs> Jar Jar started the Star Wars. That's it. The, the, because you figure, like, yeah, it, it's Jar Jar's fault. Jar Jar is secretly a villain. The whole Darth Jar Jar thing, I don't think he's a Sith Lord. I mean, you can't argue that. You, you just can't prove it. But you know what? You can't disprove it either. So I'll let you all make your own judgments about Darth Jar Jar Banks. Um... But basically, I firmly believe he is a villain. Kind of inadvertently a villain. He didn't mean it. He's just dumb. Oh, there's a dog. She's been a real pain in the ass today, let me tell you. Anyhow. So yeah, Darth Jar Jar. Now let's move on to a much cuter and pleasant topic. And that is... Uh, Grogu. If you don't know who Grogu is and you care to find out naturally who Grogu is, I do recommend that you leave the podcast now or skip to the end. Um, but for those of you who don't care or want to hear me talk about our precious baby boy, uh, Grogu is Baby Yoda's real name. I thought it was a terrible name at first, you know? It's like, really? Of all the names literally in the galaxy they could have picked, they picked Grogu. But you gotta consider. I mean, it fits him. I mean, he, he looks like a Grogu. But consider what they've named other characters of his species. Yoda is obviously a classic. Classic. But did you know... I mean, there's only one other canon Yoda-esque creature in all of Star Wars, and that is Jedi Master Yaddle. Yaddle. 
was talking to George Lucas and said, Hey, George, um, so we want to expand Yoda's uh, species. And George Lucas goes, Oh, yeah, that sounds great. What are we going to call her? And they go, Hmm, how about Yaddle? And why would George Lucas say, Hmm, yes, Yaddle. What? Lit but I'm not here to talk about Yaddle, even though I probably could for a while. I'm here to talk about Baby Yoda. And currently, Baby Yoda is in peril. Because as you know, again, there's a lot of spoilers here, and I'm so sorry. Baby Yoda was abducted. Dun, dun, dun. By Moff Gideon, who also is an excellent Star Wars villain. I would argue better than some movie villains. Star Wars movie villains. I certainly like him better than uh, that dude with Crimson Dawn in Solo. He's definitely better than him. Definitely, I think, better than Krennic from Rogue One. I don't know if I'd say he's better than Snoke. He's definitely not better than Vader or Palpatine. You know, he he's kind of... He's better than uh, Count Dooku, honestly. I'm just going to say it. Dooku's cool, but nah. But Moff Gideon's super cool. Very compelling villain. Um, we also found out that Grogu was a student at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant during the Clone Wars, which I find really interesting. And it makes me wonder, obviously, it, the, the point of this being mentioned is to make us wonder this. Who rescued Grogu on Coruscant? How did Grogu escape? Because someone had him. Someone was protecting him. I mean, we saw Mando kill literally everyone who was protecting him or had captured him from someone else. Someone had to have helped Grogu. The question is who? And I think... Uh, maybe not this season, but certainly maybe next season... Um, I think we'll figure out who. I'll, I'll be interested to see. But I'm also very interested to see who the Jedi is that Grogu was reaching out to. There's a lot of wild theories flying around. Um, I do have a favorite. I, I think it would be absolutely amazing if... Uh, Luke Skywalker showed up. Get Sebastian Stan to play him. It would be amazing. I mean, could you imagine that? Ugh. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Here, I'm going to launch into a... <laughs> Screw your ideas for what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about something different. There's a moment on the Seeing Stone where Grogu's, you know, 
chilling right before he goes into his trance. And we see a blue butterfly. Now, a blue butterfly might not mean anything to most of you. But I have pretty much no life outside of Star Wars. So I think... Well, I should give you some background. There's a children's, like, short series on, I think, Disney Kids or whatever the hell it's called. um, Where it depicts... Um, the adventures of Han Solo and, like, little Ben Solo. It's very adorable. The style is extremely odd, um, but it's cute, you know? It's harmless. It's for kids. Um, But there's kind of this thing in the show where when, like, Ben Solo, like, wanders off on his own and there's, like, a ton of blue butterflies that, like, follow him around for the rest of the show. And we have not seen blue butterflies anywhere else associated with anything else in Star Wars. Other than that little thing where it's associated with Ben Solo. No, I don't think that really means that we're about to see Adam Driver show up and just be like, Hey, I'm Ben Solo. That was a bad impression. I'm really sorry, Adam Driver. I'll never do that again. Um, but I, I don't think the show's going to be like, okay, pivot to a show about Ben Solo. But, I mean, it, at this point, because Mandalorian takes place after Return of the Jedi, it takes place, I don't know the exact year, I looked it up. Ben Solo would be four. Okay. And, uh... You know, it would be... You know. It's probably wishful thinking, but I don't think it would be completely out in left field to say that it's a possibility that we might see a young Ben Solo. I mean, because those clone things in, uh... A couple episodes ago, the one with Cara Dune and, uh, what's his name? Grief Karga. Uh, the things in the tanks were, they looked like Snoke clones. And Snoke's theme played over them. And then Kylo Ren, his theme played over, uh, the hologram recording of the Doctor Dude. So I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm just saying that they've set it up in a way that it sounds like it might. Also, they have... uh, I guess they have the young Han Solo. They have Alden, whatever his name is. You know what I would really like to see? I would like to see Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker... Alden Eldridge, Goldridge, I don't know what his name is. The dude who was Han Solo in Solo. Him come back and be Han Solo, though older, he'd have to get kind of aged up a little bit, I guess. And then uh, Billy Lord as Princess Leia. Billy Lord is uh, the late, great Carrie Fisher's daughter, who actually played young Leia in uh, Rise of Skywalker. 
Spoilers. So sorry. Be very fan servicey, but I think it would be quite, kind of cool, you know. <laughs> That's just me, though. Where was I going with this? Oh, uh, yeah. I think that uh, Luke might be the Jedi that um, Grogu was trying to contact. So who else would it be? I saw a lot of stuff about Mace Windu. I swear to God, if it's Mace Windu, <laughs> I don't like Mace Windu. Jar Jar Binks and Mace Windu are right up there. They both are the ones who caused the Empire. Jar Jar Binks gave it the political stance and power to start. And Mace Windu single-handedly, not single-handedly, had a lot to do with the creation of Darth Vader. And I will never forgive him for that. <laughs> but a lot of people are saying, Oh, Mace Windu's going to come back. No, he isn't. He's dead. That's, that's one character that just needs to stay dead. Both his hands got chopped off. He fell out of a skyscraper. Let him rest in peace. Okay? The dude... Sam Jackson's amazing, but leave him alone. <laughs> um, but there's theories it's like, uh, someone's like, oh, maybe it's Asajj Ventress. It's not. She's dead. That's canon. Um, or Quinlan Voss. It's not him either. I, like, I would seriously doubt. Because no one would know who that is. Very few people know who that is. Um, I've heard, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Cal Kestis from Jedi Fallen Order. I think that would be really cool. However, um, he literally destroyed a holocron and said, I'm not going to go look for Force-sensitive children. We need to let the Jedi go. So why would he come looking for this Jedi? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Um, who else is there? That's it. <laughs> I think. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ezra Bridger, too. But there's... No, that's not going to happen. So, yeah. I... I think it might be Luke. The only other person it would be is Ahsoka. That's it. You know? That's me on Grogu. What do you want me to talk about Grogu specifically? If you have like a specific question, I'll, I'll try and do my best to answer. Um, but yeah, I think Grogu's in danger. They're not going to kill Grogu. Oh my god. Grogu is in danger, but he's very, very safe in the hands and pockets of Lucasfilm. He ain't going anywhere. Neither's Mando. Which also, can we talk about... Pedro Pascal in the last episode. You know, brown eyes, that episode. <sighs> so good. Anyhow. Let's move on and talk about these new shows. And movies. Now oh, there's only one movie. So we knew about um, some of these. Excuse me. We knew about Andor, which is about Cassie and Andor. 
from Rogue One. It, I gotta be honest with you, stuff from the Rebellion era just doesn't do it for me. And I didn't like Rogue One. I think Diego Luna's very talented. And of course, I'm gonna watch the series. But I'm not super excited, you know. But what else we got? We knew about, obviously, The Mandalorian. It's, um, it's up for its third season. It'll premiere Christmas 2021. Merry Christmas to all and to all this young green frog boy named Grogu. Um, what else do we know about? Oh, I'll leave the Obi-Wan series to the end. I have lots of thoughts. Um, but we knew about that. Um, and we knew about the Bad Batch. Which is the sequel series to uh, Clone Wars. So, I'm really interested to see that. Because Clone Wars ended on a super high note for me. That is a series I recommend to literally anyone. If you have Disney Plus, if you go to the Star Wars tab, they have like the top 20 episodes of the series or the ones that are critical to understanding who Ahsoka is, which if you want to watch The Mandalorian and want to get some background on uh, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and um, all those folks, I do highly recommend you check out some of the more important episodes of Clone Wars. Um, the Bad Batch also is going to feature one of my favorite new characters, Fennec Shand, who appears in The Mandalorian as... She's a bounty hunter, but she's portrayed by Ming-Na Wen, who is absolutely excellent and a Disney legend. Um, she was the speaking voice for Mulan. And also did a brief cameo in the live-action Mulan, which I have not yet seen. Um, but she will be in the Bad Batch. I'm very excited for the Bad Batch. Um, yeah, and that'll, that should be out at some point this coming year. Um, but we have a bunch of new stuff that we just found out the other day. And I'm going to go kind of by my level of you know, interest in it. So I'll start, my, like, I'm not interested. Okay. We have a droid story, which they didn't really give us much about, and it seems geared to kids, and I don't really care about it that much. So I'm not really excited about it. Will I watch it? Maybe. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if I'll watch it. Um... I'm also not super stoked about the Lando series. Sorry. Um, I have a feeling it'll probably be about young Lando, just because they showed the Millennium Falcon with its one escape pod, which means it was pre-Han Solo. Um, so it'll probably be Donald Glover. But that's not enough to make me really care. I mean, Lando's a good character and all, but like... I, he's never one of my favorites. So, um... They announced Rangers of the New Republic, which... We don't know what it's about. We've been hearing rumors about, um, 
there being a Cara Dune spinoff show. Um, I don't know if this is it, though. Because Cara Dune is not a ranger. I don't... They didn't define what rangers are. We've never heard of a ranger. So, we know that this is a Mandalorian, like, offshoot. Because we were told that um, Mando, Rangers, and the uh, Ahsoka show would all intersect at one point in some grand finale. But we... I, I just don't know what it's about. And it didn't really, you know, stick with me, you know. If I knew more, maybe I could offer, you know, some kind of more positive review. But I'm just not that excited because I don't know what the hell it is. Sorry. What else do we have? Uh, okay, the rest of them I'm pretty excited about. So I'm just going to just talk about them. Uh, the new Ahsoka Tano show will be very, very interesting. I have a feeling it's going to tie in a lot with Star Wars Rebels, which is a show I have not watched much of. I've only watched some highlight stuff. Um, so I, I have a feeling we'll see um, some characters from that show make reappearances, which would be nice. I mean, you know, I do kind of have an issue with them taking Ahsoka away completely from animation. Like, it was cool to see her in live action, but it's absolutely not the same. Um, I'm also a big fan of the uh, actress who voices Ahsoka Tano in the um, animated series, uh, Ashley Eckstein. And, uh, I do, I do think it's kind of crappy that they, after all these years of her, like, being a side character, not a side character, a featured character in the show, they're about to make a show about just her character, and they're going to leave her out of it completely and take her away from the character. Just doesn't seem very fair. Maybe they'll throw her in as some kind of other character in the show. I'd be okay with that. But Ahsoka's Ashley Eckstein. It's just it. Um, Star Wars Visions. Visions is pitched to us as kind of as anime shorts and retellings and reimaginings, reimaginings of Star Wars characters and events which I am absolutely excited for. Um, Star Wars has been doing... I don't think it's called... Is it Galaxy of Adventures? I don't know. It's They've been animating some scenes from the trilogies um, in a way that's kind of reminiscent of anime. And um, I, I enjoy them a lot. They're really, really fun. Uh, there's one that sums up the entire saga, and it's it's really insane. It's cool. Um, 
so I'm really interested to see what this is, you know. Um, I know very little about anime, um, but I do know I'm excited to see this, so. Um, okay, the Acolyte. Well, I was talking to my friend last night, and we were talking about where Star Wars is going to go. Like, because, you know, they're, they're going to run out of wiggle room between the trilogies. You know, they're telling all these stories, like, between the prequels and the originals, and be between the originals and the sequels. Eventually, they're going to run out of room. Eventually, the end of each series is going to be, okay, how do we explain the fact that these characters are not at all in the following trilogy? You know? Why is Grogu and the Mandalorian... Why are Grogu and the Mandalorian not featured in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker or Force Awakens. Where are they? You know, that has to be answered. So, we saw that with Rogue One. Why isn't Jyn Erso in A New Hope? It's because she just can't be. So we have to take care of her in some way. What the hell is that noise? That's weird. My ceiling makes weird noises sometimes when people walk around. So I was talking to my friend about the direction that Star Wars is going to go. Because, you know, we have, in theory, four untitled, undetermined movies in pre-production right now. We have Taika Waititi's... Um, standalone movie um and then we have the rumored ryan johnson trilogy and where are they gonna go they have to go either back so old republic high republic or forward post uh first order final order so it's interesting with the acolyte it looks like we're getting our first look back in time um Specifically, I think, to the dark side. Um, and uh, we're going to probably see our first um, step into... <laughs> your first step into a larger world. Um, our first step back into a new era of Star Wars storytelling. Where we focus on um, literally the armies of the Jedi and the armies of the Sith. Which is a really cool notion. Something interesting to think about. Um, and that's, I think, that's going to be a big pull for future Star Wars storytelling. And I think, you know, I, I have an idea of where I think the sequels should go. Or post-sequels should go. Um, and, uh... I would love Lucasfilm, if you're listening right now. Hey, and also, big fan. And also, please hire me. I'd love to write for you. I have some great ideas. Uh, anyway, end up plug. Um, I think that uh, it would be really interesting to explore what happens to the Jedi um, with Rey in control. Because if you think about it, 
Leia's training was never complete. Like, Leia was never really a Jedi. The, the last Jedi, really, was Luke. Like, he was the last... He wasn't even. The, the problem you run into is you have eras of Jedi, you know? I mean, obviously, the Old Republic, you had, like, legions and armies of Jedi. And now, with the originals, you had two... And then you had a new order, and then that order fell again. And you had just Luke and, in theory, Ben. And then you, you have Rey, who taught herself from a bunch of books. So, after all this time, the galaxy has some understanding of who the Jedi are. And most of them probably don't think very highly of them. Because, you know... They waged an entire war lest they officially heard from them. And then Jedi were hunted, and then the Jedi were extinct. Now all of a sudden, the Jedi are back with Rey. So if Rey's going to make her own order of Jedi, it would be interesting to see how people would respond. And how Rey's Jedi would respond, you know? Because you think about Rey. Rey's my favorite Star Wars character, by the way. I think I've mentioned that. Rey is not... When I think of Jedi, I don't think of her. Because she is so not Jedi sometimes. She's very... She's more gray Jedi than just normal light side Jedi. Um... Because she uses anger and frustration and hate when she fights. And has this connection to the dark side. I'm not going to spoil anything of that nature. I want to keep that very ambiguous. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, she's not... The old Jedi that we knew from the prequels, who were stuffy and uptight hermits, essentially. So, where would that leave her Jedi Order? It's interesting to think about. I think of them more, I think it would be very interesting to lean into the peacekeeper aspect of, um, the Jedi. Because it's Star Wars. Everything's a, there's always going to be conflict. So you have this new order of young people, young creatures, young Jedi who are traveling around trying to be peacekeepers when their legacy is inherently war, division, death, and extinction. Can you imagine? Like, you're in the middle of, of a disagreement with your neighboring village. And all of a sudden, a bunch of these people with laser swords calling themselves Jedi show up. And your only knowledge of them is that, A, they died out 50 years ago, and B, they died out because they were traitors to the Republic and were warriors. 
I wouldn't let him into my village. So how do you reconcile, you know, you have these new Jedi. Who are they? What is the identity of the Jedi? It's interesting to think about. It's interesting to also consider um, what Rey's path is post Rise of Skywalker. Post Dyad. That's something I've been wondering about a lot. What does someone do when a dyad is broken? And we know that the Ahsoka show is going to look at the world between worlds, which is essentially like afterlife kind of force space. It's very confusing to me because it's only talked about in Rebels, and I know little about Rebels. But we know it exists. And we know that the only reason Ahsoka is alive is because she was pulled out of her duel with Darth Vader into the world between worlds. So I think that would be something interesting maybe to at least address the dyad connection that way. Or um, I think it would be interesting maybe to see um, like if faced with the opportunity to uh, restore the dyad, it, what Ray would do really get to the heart of what that means. But that's what I would do post Rise of Skywalker. That's one of the things I would do. I mean, there's a lot of stories to tell there. I would really love to dig into Ray's psyche because she is she her experience in the sequels is very, very harrowing, I would imagine, traumatizing. And we know she's a character who um, struggles with her identity and with um, feeling lost and abandoned and alone. And it would be interesting to see how she's handling the events of episode 9, like 10 years later. You know? something to think about. It would be interesting. That's for sure. Anyway, let's talk about the last two things that were announced. Last two Star Wars things. First, we'll talk about Rogue Squadron from Patty Jenkins. I admire Patty Jenkins' storytelling and her direction so, so much. I was so happy when they announced this. Her announcement video was insane. I, I don't know anything about Rogue Squadron. I know nothing about what they're going to do with it. Personally, I wish they would have given her something different. But you know what? Of all the directors out there today, she is one that I definitely have faith in. Absolutely. 110%. Her, I'm just going to listen. Some of my favorite actors, from favorite directors here, if you don't mind. Um, Patty Jenkins is one. Ryan Johnson is excellent, and I've only really started to appreciate his work recently. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard is actually a really, really 
good, smart director. She's directed very little, uh, but she's directed a couple episodes of The Mandalorian, and they were both very good. Um, Taika Waititi, funny, snappy, just good. Uh, there are others. There's a lot of others. I can't name everyone, but those are some of my top. Uh, anyway, I, I'm very excited for Rogue Squadron. I think it'll be an excellent movie. And now to the main event. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Which we've known is coming. We've all wanted it. I think it's interesting that it's it's just going to be limited. So it's only going to be one season. Um, it's going to be like six episodes that are an hour long. Um, and Ewan McGregor will be back. I love Ewan McGregor. We'll probably end up seeing some young Luke. Um. But the big reveal was that Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader. We don't know how. I suspect in flashbacks, because why would they pay all that money to get Hayden Christensen just to suit him up and hide his face? You know? Stick like a stunt person behind the mask. Probably save a little bit of money. That sounds kind of heartless. I'm really sorry. I did not intend it to sound that way. But I, I do have a feeling we're going to see him in flashback form. Um, but this is extremely exciting. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy said that they're going to get another swing at each other. And we all know that the episode three duel on Mustafar is the best duel in the entire Star Wars canon. It's excellent. The music is wonderful. So... I'll be interested to see what happens there. But it's it, either way, it's going to be good. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are my thoughts. Just on these three topics. Jar Jar Binks, Grogu, and the new slate of Star Wars shows and movies. Um, this will not be the only Star Wars podcast I do. No, no. There will be more. Um, if you have ideas or things you wanted to hear me talk about uh, but didn't have the courage to step up and say <laughs> shoot me a DM if you know me, text me, email me uh, snap me, yell at me if you live with me no one in my house listens to this podcast whatever they don't need to know what I'm doing in the basement for hours talking to myself um yeah uh, i'd love to talk more have a q a you know all that fun stuff if you'd like to be a guest and talk star wars i'd love that i think that would be a really really fun time because i got a lot of ideas i know some of you do too i'd love to talk about them um, so yeah that's the end of this episode about Star Wars. Um, I will be probably recording more often now. I'll probably be pre-recording so that I can just post whenever. Um, yeah. Uh, one of our next episodes is going to feature a duo of special guests. 
You heard that right. A duo. Uh, we're going to have a returning guest. Y'all remember Lindsay. She'll be back. Um, we're going to get a new guest, too. I'll leave that to be a surprise. Um, but we're going we're gonna to do a Zoom, a Zoom interview, Zoom recording sesh, um, and it'll be absolutely great and a lot of fun. So if you have ideas for what uh, Lindsay and my special guest should uh, talk about, uh, let me know. Uh, I'm thinking maybe we'll do funny college stories. I don't have many. Well, maybe not, because I, I don't have many. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe we'll talk about Bird more. I miss Bird. I haven't seen Bird since November 4th, 5th. I don't remember. It's been a long, long time. Bird, if you're listening, which you better be, you lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> Bird, I miss you. Please call me. Answer my text. Um, so anyway, yeah, you got that to look forward to. Um, if I don't, uh, record another episode, uh, before Christmas, Merry Merry Christmas to you all. I hope you all have a very safe and happy, um, Christmas day. Um, spend time with, um, the people, uh, close to you safely. And please follow the guidelines as outlined by your states. We do want this pandemic to be over at some point. <laughs> at least I do. I'm going absolutely insane in my house. Especially now that I have nothing to do because school is out. Uh, anyhow, please, please be safe and healthy um, this holiday season. Um, yeah, my very best to all of you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye.